Hello and welcome to another episode of Inside Drinker Studio. I am Michelle. And I am Ralph. And cheers. Salud. Yay. Welcome to Inside the Drinker Studio. Oh my God, it's my lord. It's my lord. It's my lord. Yeah. <laughs> Tasty. So we have somebody very special tonight. Awesome. I'm, I'm not special. Don't upset him because then he'll go <laughs> Dexter on you. I'm just some guy. He's some guy called the Borderlands Butcher. Ooh. Is it Borderlands or no, Borderland? Borderland? The Borderland Butcher. I grew butcher. up in the Borderlands. Okay. But I am Better known as Drew. That's what most people know me as, yes. Which is kind of funny because Caesar is like, what's his name again? I'm just going to start calling him Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> that may be oh. the best compliment I've ever had. Possibly. Second best. What was the best one? I can't remember. <laughs> somebody told me I looked like somebody, and I was like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> you look like somebody? I think it was like Jason Statham or something. I was like, oh. Thank Why, you. thank you. Why, like, uh, thank you. That he was, uh, Caesar was trying to figure that out yesterday when you were with a, with a new little guy mm-hmm. in the kitchen. It was kind of funny. Yeah, because he's short <laughs> and little. He is pretty small. Yeah, he, he's in a, a nice small, way. Yeah. In a nice way. Yeah. That's yeah. why he was going to be an astronaut, because he can fit exactly in space. And Drew, you know, being a big guy, taking over the kitchen, it's just, like, kind of cute. And Caesar's like, <laughs> I don't know. They remind me of somebody. They remind me of something. And I said, like, you know those Looney Tunes, the big uh, bulldog the... and the tiny little cat that he holds in his hand? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I, they remind me of. Okay. That's what I, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. It's a tiny okay. little guy. The little dog Cute following little around guy. the big dog. Yeah. What are we going to do, Spike? What are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. That would be you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be me. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. So we had Malort. Malort's delicious. What Come do you think down. of Malort? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man of like. Very simple taste. Not enough words. Oh, <laughs> I would say true. not enough words. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm not a alcohol connoisseur. I'm more into the food aspect, so... Uh, I'm not that exposed to uh, good alcohol, I guess you would call it. He's a butcher, not a bartender. Exactly. So how did you come up with the butcher thing? Tell us about what you do. Um, it was just kind of an epiphany. So I was up, uh, I came back from Denver, or I was coming back from Denver, mm. and I had just uh, left my current job for medical reasons, and I was thinking about something I could do uh, you know, out of house or just um, by, <laughs> by myself, and I just came up with this alias. Like it just hit me, and I was like, "That's genius!" You know, I saw the label and everything. I was like, "Borderland Butcher." Yeah, like that's a great alias. You have a label? Yeah, I Ooh. got a LLC label. Like as nice. soon as I think of something, like I snatch up the website, I snatch up the Instagram. Oh, wow. You have to. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you have to, because as soon as you make it public, somebody else is going to BorderlandButcher.com. You know, and and then just take it from you, and then you end up paying uh, thousand dollars for a twelve dollar thing. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. <sighs> so that's okay, all Michelle? it was. I'm having an orgasm. Oh, jeez. That's why I named my tiki drink Orgasm Blush. Orgasm Blush. What's but it yeah, mean? it's just oof, it's strong. Can I try it? Yeah. You got to get a hotel room to drink it. Yeah, I, I got. <laughs> I have the Mexican sixty nine, which is really delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so. That orgasm is strong, Jesus. <laughs> exactly, like ooh, ooh, ooh. So anyway, 
Anyway. Anyway. What are you drinking, Drew? Uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that I looks just, like a Sasserac to me. That's what it is. He tells me the name every time, and I forget it every Sasserac. time. <laughs> but I asked uh, Jose, your bartender, one time. I was like, what's your favorite drink to make? Yeah. Which I'm sure he hates that question, because it's like when people ask me what's my favorite thing to cook. And... Uh, so he, what, what is your favorite? Scratch thing? that thing from the list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. Yeah, uh, there's so. stuff that you know. It's just in phases. You know, I, I don't always like the same thing. You know. So um, why do you always drink the Sasserac if you don't always like the same thing? Because uh, I'm in a Sasserac mood lately. Plus, I don't like getting something that I don't know anything about, and then, then I try it, right. and it's horrible, and then I got to finish it. But that's never going to happen here at the Black Orchid. I don't know that. You just gave him a shot of Malort, Michelle. Yeah. He's going to learn to love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like initiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, Alex gave me a Fernet the other day. Oh my yes. Gosh. Fernet's delicious. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it ain't. Well, I had a friend up in Denver, same thing, because I drank a lot of Jaeger. I went through a Jaeger phase, and um, he took me, and he was like, this is the same thing. It's the same exact thing. And I took a shot, and I was like, no, this is not. Like, this is gross. Uh, and uh, so it just kind of spoiled it for me ever since then. <laughs> Getting drunk off the net is not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. It does no. not taste it's a good, good way to, back up. To like um, start you know. the night or to end the night. Yeah, it's yeah. like a good, uh, como se llama, day after drink. for Digestif. Yeah, digestif. Hmm. Oui. Whatever. All right, so how did we meet Drew? How did you meet Drew, Michelle? Because we have this little group called yeah. uh, the Supper. The Supper, Supper Club. Club. Yeah, we did the Supper Club with Araceli. And, and you can listen to an episode of hers back in like season one. Oh, yeah. One Was it season one or season two? Yeah, she's uh, just look for the Alamo Draft House episode. Yeah, so that was fun. So, yeah, that's how we, I, like, we get there, and he's sitting there with like a board of cheese Amazing and meats and yeah. it's just like oh who's this guy always, and it's not store-bought no some of it was but a fair amount of it yeah i aged myself and so nice. crazy crazy good but like you see this big guy sitting there and you're like oh shit i hope i don't like i hope he's not a trump supporter or anything like that. <laughs> okay. a big and white no. guy oh, no. so you're like oh i okay nice board of meats i'm just, I'm just a guy like i said yeah, but you don't talk much, so it's kind of like, you know. I like to listen. I feel you. I feel you. It <laughs> takes me a while to open up to people, you know, because I'm kind of eccentric and weird once you get to know <laughs> He them. is weird. So He throws me off. I don't like to just open with that because then some people are like, what the hell? This Trump supporter is really eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk much, but when he does, he mm. makes you laugh. I, I For example... I told you about the fuck it. I don't think so. The Caesar shirt. Because <laughs> Caesar goes shopping a lot and he comes in with a new shirt every Friday. And I'm like, oh, I like your shirt, but like, where's the pocket? And it had like, the, the pocket was like. like the, the outline was there? The outline, like it was darker. Okay. You know, and I'm like, well, there's no pocket. It's a fake pocket. And then out of nowhere, Drew just says, it's a fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Fake pocket. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you don't expect that because it's just me and Caesar. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Caesar, I love your shirt. Oh, fake pocket. Oh, yeah, it's so cute. And then he's like, fuck it. 
I'm always listening. I hear everything. <laughs> That's why I don't talk much, so I can hear it all. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we met at the supper club. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a very uh, secret club. If you Not so secret anymore. It's, it's secret. It's secret. Is it's it? Yeah. But is it really? Yeah. Okay. They know what it's called. They don't know where we meet. They don't know If who's you invited. listen to us saying supper club, we have to kill you. Yeah. They don't know the secret. secret knock. They have they to don't secret. Know the... yeah. That's why we got a butcher working with us, guys. Mm -hmm. mm. Is, it, is he just a chef or, you know, can he hide <laughs> some bodies out in the middle of the desert? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know the yeah. sausage that we were eating that night was human. <laughs> Either way, it was delicious. That's what I know. Exactly. That's what I know, Michelle. That's what I'm shooting for. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fun. That's how we know him. Yeah. And, and you can nice. find him on Instagram. Yes. Instagram and Facebook at the Borderland Butcher. Borderland Butcher. No, you have it as Drew. No, on well, Facebook? As you a, just Drew? As a, as a human uh, being. Oh. me as a person. Okay, his okay, professional. That's kind of why I started it because, like, you know, uh, being a chef, you go on Facebook or whatever, and uh, all you post is food pictures. It's just food pictures and food pictures and where you work and what you've cooked and what you're cooking. And it's kind of sad. So eventually you have to separate your cook mm -hmm. life from your just, yeah. you know, being a normal dude life. Yeah, of I don't course. You have people to. people thinking I'm just all Constantly food. Cooking. Yeah. So did you go to chef school? I did go to chef school. Oh, he earned it. school is what they <laughs> call it. But, uh, yeah, I was working here in Santa Teresa uh -huh. uh, for Tyson Prepared Foods. Okay. I had worked there for uh -huh. about three or four years at that point. Okay. And every day I'd walk in and there's these little uh, yellow footprints painted on the floor. And that's where I stood every day <laughs> for about six months. And uh, before it was a preparation floor, we did a lot of um, meat curing and prepping and all this stuff. And like hundreds of thousands of pounds of meat a day. Wow. And this was like to supply the local wow. Arby's and Subway's and Pizza Hut's and all these places. And then... Um, Towards those last six months, they actually turned that facility into a kill floor. Wow. So my what? chickens were coming in, and my job basically was to... Uh, Murder the chickens. Well, they were going through this machine that's like a... The machine a chicken murder. <laughs> chicken well, murdering machine. So this chicken murdering machine, <laughs> if by the time they got to me, they were still moving. Oh, God, no. You had to whack them. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Wow. And so after doing that for six months, I was like... I'm tired I'm of whacking semi-dead chickens. <laughs> <laughs> There's a live one. Yeah. Just <laughs> oh my literally God. for, you know, eight to ten hours a day. Just, oh, my God. There's a live one. Oh. There, there's a live one. You know. How many did you get? You don't want to know. <laughs> just keep that hundreds of thousands of pounds of meat a, a day. day. Jesus Christ. We average about... Well, that's a faulty machine. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck, dude? Yeah. Make you know. that machine better. Yeah. I can't use chickens, please. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Out of every, I don't know, 300 chickens, I'd have to do it to one. Oh, that's okay. pretty okay. efficient. Okay. <laughs> so, but every system's got its flaws. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Well, that's why they have you there. So, making sure they're dead. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, after that, you know, I just had saved up enough at that point and i was tired because i knew if i left i'd have to go somewhere and start as like a dishwasher or something right. so i figured why not take the savings i have leave el paso for a bit go to a good culinary school get that piece of paper that says i know what i'm doing and hmm. you know get exposed to you know different culture and different place and uh yeah and then that's when i actually found out 
I love culinary stuff. Like, I didn't awesome. really yeah. think I... Yeah. I just thought, like, eh. Actually, I wanted to be a DJ. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be a DJ, and, and I'll get a cook job, so that'll pay for me to go around the world and all this stuff. And okay. then about two years into culinary school, I was like, man, I'm Fuck really, the DJ stuff. I'm, yeah, I was like, I'm really good at this, and I really <laughs> enjoy it. So uh, I just went balls to the wall. That's cook, awesome. You know, chef life for life. Chef life for life. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag I'm gonna get that. that yeah. I'm going to get that life. tattooed somewhere. <laughs> chef life you for life. You have space over there. Yeah. A little there bit. You go. A little bit. Yeah. On my legs. I don't, I'm never going to do anything on my torso ever again. No? That is the most painful place. Oh, it's, you have one there? Yeah. Oh. I had a whole master plan for my whole body, <laughs> and then I started getting tattoos on, like, my rib cage and my uh, stomach. Oh, and, Jesus. Yeah, it's not fun. Oh, no. I can do my back. My back's no problem. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. my arms are pretty full. So I've got my legs left. Okay. Cool. Well, maybe we'll hashtag that. Chef life. Chef life for life. Chef life for life. So you can listen to Ruli's episode to hear more about that. Yeah, we have listen Chef Ruli's. Listen to Norbert on Ode. Yeah. What else? Who else do we have as a chef? That's it? Uh, I think so. I think that's it. We haven't had uh, Adrian Baron on yet. No, we haven't. We'll get you, man. We'll oh, yeah, you. we will. We're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> so let, me, let me drink some more of this orgasm. So, do you have a uh, a favorite drink, like a go-to drink, other than this uh, delicious Sazerac? Coors Banquet beer. Okay, yeah. That's there you go. Yeah. Uh, I was just, a, you know, the sh- can I curse? Yeah. Yes. The shitty thing about it is, uh, so I went to Denver. I love Coors. I did, I don't know for how long, for whatever reason. I mean, they make it over there. Well, and so I got up there, and I was thinking, like, everybody's going to love it because it's Coors County. They <laughs> hate it. Everybody hates it up there. I'm like, what the hell, guys? It's right here. It's like piss water. Well, but it's like a, you know, like that was their whole town is built around that facility, you know? Like that facility gave people jobs since like the 1920s and people hate on it. It's like, come on. (laughs) Your own river, like, you know, flows into the factory and, you know, you're just hating on this beer because it's mass produced, you know, that's kind of a. Oh, yeah, the whole craft beer movement, independent yeah. and all that. And yeah. you know every craft beer person would love to have a gigantic facility to make their own beers. And so Reach there's a lot of people with that. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say mm-hmm. something about that. It's like with craft beer, don't get me wrong, it does take a certain skill and palate to produce a good beer, you know, yes. a couple hundred times. But it takes even equal amount of skill to produce enough beer for an entire nation yeah. consistently and uh you know on time so i'm not a fan of course like that the original i do you know i mm-hmm. can drink it yeah. i love their uh marketing yeah oh yeah the whole like oh the the mountains must be blue that means it's like just right it's like dude for a shitty beer like that you actually <laughs> put a lot of money into turning the label blue when it's cold right. <laughs> yeah well and back in so. the day um before Budweiser took over, they were kind of in the the movie market. Like anytime you'd see an oh, yeah. old seventies movie, the dad was holding a yeah, Coors banquet a can, Coors. and then oh, it switched yeah. to Budweiser. Budweiser kind of became the the, the king. product placement. Yeah, the king. they just like Coke and Pepsi. It's been going back and forth for God knows how many years. True. It's the same with Coors and Budweiser. And Bud. They're just battling it out. Okay, so Coors Ooh. banquet. That's not bad. Not, not yeah. bad at all. And uh, lately, I've been on a tequila binge. Oh, really? Milagro is kind of my bread and butter. 
Milagro, which one? The blue, red, or? The Anejo. Is that the yellow one? That's the brown. That's the, the 12. It's not the Reposado or the silver. Right. It's their most aged one. Okay, okay. It was Jaeger before that. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> and it just stopped. I didn't, you know, get sick of it or anything. I just, one day I was like, hey, tequila instead. Tequila oh, instead. Tequila. <laughs> All right, cool. So who prefers that? So if you were to get a, a, a plane ticket to get anywhere in the world and have a drink there, where would you go? Australia. Oh, yeah? That's Either good. Australia or Argentina. Why? Uh, they both have uh, up-and-coming food scenes that nice. are very um, ahead of the game. They're okay. not copying anybody. They're okay. not, you know, it's just they're kind of playing off of themselves. Whereas you got a lot of people that are trying to copy, you know, yeah. France, or you got, you know, people trying to copy America, or people trying to copy, you know, South America. Both Argentina and Australia are really just trying to do their own thing, mm -hmm. and they're doing it their own way. Very cool. What would you drink over there? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, you know. I'm sure if I showed up in Australia and asked for a Foster's, they'd punch me right in the face. <laughs> so uh, I'd just have to talk to the bartenders. Yeah. And be, okay, know, to see if they have anything. What's, what's a good drink, you know? Are there any like, gonna restaurants out there. there that you'd want to visit? Uh, there's a chef in Argentina. is known as Francis Molman, and his private um, island is oh, in man. Argentina. That's where he resides, like, Two weeks out of the year. He's pretty much on a plane three quarters of the year. Is this the year. guy that was featured in Chef's Table? Yes. Nice. I love He's what That he does he, like, a, the, um, do. the cabrito. I don't know what it is. Everything. That he's, he does, uh, puts most it in a like, stick and he starts yeah. grilling. Or a little goat. Outside the, mm -hmm. Was it goat? Yeah, it's goat. Yeah. And he just puts on that little cross thing and just. Yep. And then they like does it out in the middle of the wilderness and there's snow around and all that. Yes. Chopping down trees and burning <laughs> this shit. Yeah. And then you see him bring out like a, you know, picnic table just out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and there's like 20 people there just having the most, you know, fantastic dinner of their lives, I'm sure. Yeah. I, so I'd love to do that. I'm okay. sure I couldn't do that, but. <laughs> save, save enough money. Maybe, maybe you will. Uh, I feel like that guy. He only cooks for people he likes nowadays, you know, and it's... You don't think he would like you? Yeah, I'm sure he would like <laughs> me. It would just take some time to prove it, you know. Okay. And then uh, in Australia, I don't know. I figure I'd go to Melbourne or, you know, Sydney. Sydney yeah. See the Sydney Opera House or, you know. No, nowhere in the interior, I hear. That's... Uh, Two times worse than El Paso. So. <laughs> Just barren wasteland with Aborigines. <laughs> that does not sound fun. Uh, <laughs> they might have good food, though. Maybe I don't they. Know. I've, I've never had Australian food. Eat like some an Aboriginal kangaroo. food? Yeah, yeah no. you never know. Bush meat? They probably eat kangaroo or something like that. Some wombat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wallaby. Some mm -hmm. wallaby. Mm, mm. Wallaby steak. Put some shrimps on the barbie. But the, they got, I hear they do not like that. <laughs> do whatever you do, don't go to Australia and say, can I put another shrimp on the barbie? They'll just, they like, would probably kill you. Kill you with the Fosters. They hate, uh, who's the guy who did that? Like Paul, uh, Paul Hogan or Paul Dick from Major Dundee or oh, Crocodile the, Dundee. Oh, the, the Crocodile Dundee guy. And he's the one who did the ad campaign for visit australia and he said you know put another shrimp on the barbie and ever since 1970 when that aired they've been hearing it ever since and of like, course like, <laughs> that's good marketing though it is but you know, <laughs> like, shut the fuck up dude like yeah don't put another shrimp on the bobby 
Bobby. I'm trying to think if El Paso had one that we got sick of. Mm, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. So if you were to make a drink after yourself, what would it be? A drink after myself? Yeah, a drink. Should have uh, asked me this ahead of time so I could have planned it. <laughs> no, no cheating. <laughs> Off the cuff. Improv. Off the cuff. What would I have? I guess it'd have tequila in it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, everything I'm going to say is probably already a drink, you know? That's fine. That's like, fine. I don't know. Maybe like a tequila, whiskey sour type of deal and grenadine. I've always loved grenadine. Okay. That sounds I'm good. I'm a sucker for sweet stuff. So okay. I would just put crap like that Just down. a bunch of sweet stuff. And then to spice it up, let's put uh, pop rocks on the rim of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that. Just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> just blew your mind a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> and what would, you, what would you serve with such drink? What would you make? Like what kind of dish? Mm. Yeah. I think a ceviche would be real good with Ooh, that. Yeah. A ceviche with yeah. pop rocks. Well, I mean, with the lime in there, you yeah. know, it'd be primarily oh, okay. sour lime type stuff. And then kind of cut into that with the meatiness of a decent fish, either a tuna or, mm. you know, halibut mm. ceviche of some sort. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Maybe yeah. even octopus. I'd have to, I'm mind tasting it and it tastes all right, but it's missing something. But So you're making a campechana. What? Yeah, what? See? A campechana? It's uh, it's like a mix of seafood, kind of like a ceviche, Mexican style, okay. which is uh, fine. Campechana. Campechana. It has a bunch of stuff that I don't like. That's why I only have ceviche. <laughs> or cocktail de camarón. Okay. Campechana has like the squishy stuff that I don't like. The octopus. Yeah, like the, the octopus. Stuff. I'm not a fan of the crispy. I mean, I'm trying. Just try. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I'll give it a, a whirl. So. so as a butcher, what's... What's something you'd recommend someone try that maybe they're not comfortable with? Mm. Like maybe... Squishy stuff. <laughs> yeah, squishy stuff. Um, as a butcher, that they're not... Eh. You know, most guys would say frog gras, but I hate frog gras. Mm. Like, it's stupid. I don't know why we're still <laughs> using it. <laughs> it's so inhumane, too. Like, if you knew the deal about frog gras. Yeah, you're gras. just I making kinda... a goose eat a lot. A lot. Yeah. Quick. Like, oh, it happens naturally sometimes, so you're supposed to harvest in, like, the fall. Mm. But natural frog gras is so expensive, and so they make these facilities where they just force feed, you know, oh. geese until their frickin' livers explode and... And then they make frog gras. But uh, Ew. something that you wouldn't want it. Oh, uh, head cheese. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, what? So it's an old, uh, it's kind of German. It's just a butcher thing where okay. they just kind of take all the, a lot of organs from an animal you butcher. Uh -huh. There's a lot of, you know, brain and cheek and tongue and sometimes a little, you know, just a lot of scraps. <laughs> and then they. A little uh, butthole here and there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. they put it in a loaf with, and I mean, the collagens and the gelatins from the animal usually are enough, but some people add more. Yeah. And you just make this loaf and cut it in slices and uh, eat it. It's really so good. So it's basically like a, like, a, like a wiener, but you can see the stuff that goes in there instead yeah, of pretty like, much. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like a pate, but, but exactly. Not. It's still chunky. Ugh. Chunky oh. pate. Yeah. It's good. I don't know. My grandma used to make it. I loved it. Always did. I, I never think there's had a, a Mexican version of it too, and I think one likes it. Well, and I'm saying like serpitas and all that. You're gonna eat all that stuff, but you won't eat it all together. Like, come on. <laughs> no. You don't Ask eat lingua. You don't I eat do, salad. but I don't like to like putting it in a 
you know. In like a block. In a block <laughs> and just. In a pressed mold. No. Well, you know, no. Open your eyes and mouth yeah. to new experiences. Open your no. mouth palate. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded dirty. <laughs> get some whiskey and some head cheese. Mm-hmm. It's a good night. Oh. Go get yourself a room. Head cheese? I think they call it something. Schmegma? No. <laughs> That's what Don't you look said. it up. That, yeah, do not look it up. <laughs> do not look up. There's <laughs> an old Jewish proverb for something you do not want to Google. Don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What the, where did that come from? It's a different kind of uh, head cheese. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a blue waffle. Um, uh, in the same ballpark. Yeah. It's in the same ballpark for yeah. sure. I believe the blue waffle is the mascot for the head cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do you like to cook when you're drunk? Uh, I mean, who doesn't? Okay. okay. I mean, well. It's not that we like to. It's just that we're so drunk we kind of need to. <laughs> <laughs> What's a good, like, drunk meal? Uh, if you have it, ramen. Oh, yeah. But, like, oh, yeah. you, can, like doc- the- you can doctor it up a little bit. Okay. You know, if you have, I don't know, steak or ham or something, mm. something in the fridge already cooked, just, you know, put do your ramen, there. put that on top. If you have, like, pickled stuff, pretty much like you turn ramen into pho. You know, you get a little herbs, put them in there, put a little <laughs> Hell, pick, yeah. pickled radishes yeah. in so there, it's whatever. like a jacked up maruchan. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. juice it up real quick, you know? Turn that ramen from one to a hundred real quick. You know? That's an easy one. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. Quesadillas honestly. are the easiest one, but <laughs> it's nothing fancy about cheese and tortillas. <laughs> what? It's like the perfect meal after getting a... Bella, but going it's not on. fancy. Yeah, it's not well, fancy. no, it's not fancy. When, <laughs> when is like, when is it fancy? I don't know. When you have like a queso fundido with like really chorizo. good chorizo, mm. yeah. I'm sure yeah, somebody out there has a fancy one. Somebody put frog gras in a quesadilla. Ew. <laughs> they put caviar on top of it. <laughs> truffle like, oil. Fancy. Yeah, exactly. You suggested truffle oil the other day. It sells. Oh. Just the name alone. Profit Pe- margins increase. People don't truffle even oil. know the taste of it usually. You could just say there's truffle in it and they oh yeah. It's totally worth twenty dollars <laughs> a How much truffle is in it? How much truffle is in yeah. truffle oil? Yeah. Like lots. Really? <laughs> it takes a lot of truffles to make truffle oil. So but truffle oil is not as expensive as truffles. It depends is on it? what kind of truffles you're buying and how fresh they are. Oh. Tea is full of Answers. Answers. I got them. So what do you hate to cook? What do I hate to cook? Yeah, like, oh, shit. What do they ask for this again? Mm, not much. I mean, uh, it's not that I hate them, but I'm kind of over burgers and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. um, especially growing up in El Paso. I'm, if I never made another taco in my life, I'd be satisfied. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. You know. <laughs> uh, pizzas as well. I grew up in the pizza. So I worked at uh, King's Pizzas and Double Dave's. Wow. I worked okay. at the Riviera. Dave's, I worked yeah. at a. I worked at a lot of places around here before I left. Before I knew I was going to do this as a career. And okay. Like I said, pizzas, I'm over. Tacos, I'm over. Burgers, I'm over it. I love making pizza. Do you? Love it. Why? Making it from scratch is fun. Yeah. 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 Oh. Just make my own dough and then just 
your own sauce. Mm -hmm. Get some nice mozzarella. Mozzarella. The mozzarella. Mozzarella. <laughs> okay. Delicious. What's Delicious. your favorite pizza? Um, that's tough. I I mean, I think my go-to of, of like ordering out, you know, from like Domino's or something, I'll get like sausage, jalapeno, um, and then some kind of veggie, like maybe a bell pepper. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. If I'm making it at home, I what I like to do at home is I I get like a like I have the perfect pizza dough recipe in my phone somewhere. It's like awesome. It's just easy. Mm. Comes out really good all the time. I did for the sauce. I like to copy Peter Piper Pizza. Put a lot of black pepper in the sauce. Okay. Get that delicious taste. Mm. And then I think yeah, I just like to spice it up. I like to get like a like a lot of mozzarella cheese. Um, Jalapeno, crushed red pepper, mm. and then pepperoni. Just keep it simple. Nice. Delicious. Cool. And you? I like pepperoni. Just plain pepperoni. Yeah, pizza. I'm a pepperoni. Yeah, I'm a sucker for pepperoni. Excellent. I'm not a, I'm a sausage person and pizza. I love sausage. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll do mushrooms and black olives and onions and. Ugh. I like that. Don't judge me. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I I don't know. I used to <laughs> love like, black Ugh. olives, but then for some reason, I, love black I don't olives. like them anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. I like green and kalamata. Kalamata, yeah. Those are best, but... Kalamata, some like arugula, olive mm. oil. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, and when they start going fancy, it's like, okay, stop it. Right. For pizza? Yeah. You don't like uh, Medici? I haven't been there. Oh, man. I, I did not think I would like arugula. Oh, I love a, arugula pizza, and, but, and uh, pear so slices. No, so I've yeah. had those type of pizzas, yeah. but it gets to a point where, like, well, where do you draw the line? Right. You know, and classic, and then, like, oh, fancy schmancy putting, like, schmegma on it or something. Oh, don't, no, don't put head cheese on your pizza, <laughs> that, people. That is against the law. I don't believe you can do that. Nobody puts schmegma on their pizzas. It's just like nobody puts baby in the corner and you don't put schmegma well, in the pizza. If, if you're at home, whatever you do behind closed doors is your own business. <laughs> Just uh, not at work. <laughs> so, so as the Borderland butcher, can people like, 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 how do people contact you for business? I guess, like, what's the best way? Like, what service do you provide? Uh, well, they got to know the secret knock. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's mostly been word of mouth, and I've kind of done little pop-ups here and there, but uh, for the most part, I'm just, you know, I pick and choose jobs as I see fit and uh like helping these guys that was that's kind yeah. of under the umbrella of it um I have a couple of clients <laughs> that like pizza. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do I do it for you everything I do I do Aww, for you. Thank you. um I've done a couple I have a couple of clients that you know they like to host little fine you know dining cuisine things and they'll go and Hire me a couple of servers, and I go and plate, and they get to show off to their friends that they have a private chef for right, the night. Right, And then I've done the big stuff. You know, people contact me for weddings and whatever. And uh, When I initially came back, I was actually just curing my own bacon and smoking it and just slicing it and selling you know, pounds of bacon. And I still have about five customers of those, and I cook about... 25 pounds of bacon a week that's wow. awesome i've got a little system set up in place yeah that's why you know i told you guys last time i made my little uh, a wine fridge into an aging cooler yeah and that's why i needed it, it was for all that pork uh, belly Ooh, that's awesome yeah oh wow it's fun that you know? sounds good and it's just you know that's why i like cooking so much because one day you're like you know, you're using bacon on something, and then one day you're like, well, how do I make yeah. bacon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can start 
dissecting how to make better bacon for better bacon in whatever else, you know. And you can do that with anything. Like I told you, I'm making a hot sauce right now that's like two dozen uh, habaneros, a dozen jalapenos, and like I put a couple of poblanos in there. You're going to kill somebody? I know. (laughs) I'm afraid to try it. By the way, they have ghost peppers at at, uh, Sprouts. I don't want them. I don't need those (laughs) in my life. Have you ever had those uh, buzzberries? No. no. Have you ever tried those? It's a little, some like little seed pot or something like that. And they're using them. I don't even know why they use them. But uh, have you ever like licked a, a nine volt battery? It <laughs> shocks your tongue. No. Yeah. It's yeah. the exact same feeling, but it lasts for like 20 minutes. Good Lord. <laughs> oh my God. And it just feels like electricity in your mouth or Ew. something. And people are using those now in like salads and stuff. Are you I don't, serious? Yeah. Like it's a oh very, God. it's a trend right now in the food scene. No, thank you. No. That and uh, no, whatever. Tomahawk that's... steaks, that's the other new big trend. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I, I Why? would like to have. Yes. Why? Don't. Just tons of meat. It's just, it's just what happens. Just because it's a big ass bone with a bunch of meat? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much they cut, instead of serving uh, a steak, a rib, yeah. and a little bit of belly, they just save the bone through the whole cow. And then they cut off all the rib meat and just serve the steak with the whole bone sticking out. Oh, God. And it looks cool. Yeah, it's just a theatric thing, you know. Um, I stick to my ribeye. Same here. If I can find a porterhouse, I'd rather, but, you know, stick to your ribeyes. <laughs> just stick to my ribeyes. So, I don't know. This is like a weird meat question, I guess. So, like, rub versus marinade, like, where, where, do, you, where do you land on that? Um, just depends on who I'm cooking for, okay. really. Okay. Uh, traditional Texans will tell you it's, uh, for brisket at least, like rub is yeah. where it's at. Yeah. And, um, I'm in the wheelhouse that like the more flavor you can pack in, the better. Yeah. So if I can, if I'm cooking a brisket, let's say for a client who wants Texas style brisket, mm. it's just salt and pepper rub. That's okay. Texas style. If I was to cook brisket in a competition for cooking brisket, I'd probably inject that thing with, mm. uh, you know, orange juice, pineapple juice, and maybe, you know, a little, like, something spicy. I'm thinking, like, a kimchi sauce okay. or remnants of that. And then I would marinate it in something sweet, like some honey and brown sugar. Oh, and then good. I'd rub it with more chili pepper, more black pepper. So you, you see what I'm saying? Like, you just can layer the flavor. flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Or some people just, like, like it one way or the other. You know, you just got to know your audience do what's right for you yeah awesome. how do you how do you like to marinate your ribeye let's say if it was for you you wouldn't i would not okay good. <laughs> the only uh salt? marination yeah just salt and pepper okay good uh the only marination i do is like for um because i like the taste of dry aged meat mm. and a little trick to uh faking dry aged meat taste a i can't well i can't do the I was going to say phage aged meat. I don't know. It won't. <laughs> phage aged meat. I don't know. Uh, right. Like the pocket, but yeah. for, but fake, for yeah. fake dry aged Fry aged meat. Yeah. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Uh, so the night before, uh, you take any piece of meat that you want that taste, uh, and you just rub blue yeah. cheese all over it. Oh. And then the next Interesting. day, okay. you wipe it off and then cook it like any other steak and it kind of gets that weird i've never had uh dry aged meat really yeah never i'd like to it's pretty good good. 
There's a couple places in Vegas. If you ever get the mm-hmm. chance, go to Vegas. I'll go yeah. to Vegas. And they're really well known for it out there. Okay. Yeah. okay. Those are some of the best places. Yes. I'll be out there soon enough. Go. Awesome. That's what I'd always do. I mean, I wasn't. I'm not a big gambler, and the shows are okay. Like I like uh, Blue Man Group and a couple of magic shows, but oh my god, the, the food scene out the there. Food. Oh, yeah. Still one of the best. Uh, it is crazy delicious to eat over there. Yeah. I know. There's this place in the MGM Grand called Shibuya. It was like a Asian Oriental Japanese fusion place. Okay. Still to this day, one of the best restaurants I've ever been to, hands down. So we talk more about food than drink, which is fine. Yeah. But I mean, you they, have to eat yeah. something with your drinks. You can't just get fucked up. So they what do you, where, where do you see in yourself hand. in the future? What do you want to do? What are your plans? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody gets into this kind of, uh, well, so when I was going to school, everybody got into it because they saw a Food Network show, and they're like, I want to do that. I want to be the next Cake Boss. Yep. yep. Oh, I want to yeah. be the next Guy Fieri. That's me. And <laughs> you're one of those. <laughs> so going into it, I'd already worked in the business, so I knew, you know, the nitty-gritty details of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think a part of us go in, and we want our own restaurant and all this stuff and then slowly you realize how much of a pain that's going to be and then you know you still want to make money so then you Uh think about maybe i should go into the hotels or i want to travel so maybe i should get on cruise ships yeah but at a certain point at the end of the day i think most of us want just creative control and true time and be your own boss be your own boss but then still make enough money <laughs> so so you just gotta <laughs> and that's kind of gonna find, take you a while yeah you know you gotta every so often the chef will tell you his you know success story about just finding that one investor that believed in him and was just like here just yeah. go with it yeah and then they went with it and they actually succeeded and you know they yeah but they worked their asses off. oh yeah they had to put up with it they've they've been shit. doing it at least 30 years yeah you know and i'm I've got like I'm 15 years in or so, so I got about another 15 before that happens. Wow, you to look me. really good for 15. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the here. third best compliment I've ever had. <laughs> what was the best compliment you've ever had? I look like Jason Statham. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That just happened a couple minutes back. Yeah. yeah, that is true. <laughs> I've You're been drunk drinking. Drunk on that tiki, dude. I've that orgasm drinking. got to you. Right. Well, it's quite strong. Strong orgasm. We can all just only hope for strong <laughs> orgasms. Mm-hmm. Come on down to the Black Orchid Lounge. <laughs> Have an orgasm blush. A strong, strong one. orgasm. A strong <laughs> orgasm blush. I have to. I had to add the blush because apparently there's already a cocktail named the orgasm. I'm like, well, that's my cocktail. It's at the Black Orchid, so I just added blush because that's the name of my blush, the actual blush that I use to put on my it's face. It's called orgasm. Yes, it's from Nars. 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 Nurse. Yeah, that's the brand. Okay. Okay. Interesting. She knows it. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's called orgasm. Shout out to Amber for knowing the makeup. Nurse. <laughs> she Nurse. said, shut up. Don't keep me out of it. Please. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, so, is there anything else you'd like to share, Drew, about uh, your business or about yourself? I mean, I could go on all day like this, but <laughs> nothing in particular, you know, nothing that jumps out at me at the moment. Okay. So for your catering needs, personal chef, if you want to impress the wife or the husband with like the best dates mm-hmm. ever, 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 I will put anybody under the table. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I uh, competed in, um, what is it, 2011, 2012, uh, 
the Mexican food cook-off in El Paso. I'm best in El Paso 2011 and 2012. Damn. Really? So I am wow. literally the best Mexican food chef in El Paso. Seriously? Yeah. And you're white. I'm white. <laughs> I'm sure that pissed the judges off because it was a blind tasting. I'm sure they came out and, you know, okay, he's the best. And then they what announced me yeah. the winner. And they're like, what did you win? <laughs> they're like, what the fuck? Uh, I don't want to trade almost. So I'll tell you one of them I did. You don't it have to was, tell uh, me how you made it. Just what was it? Well, so it's going to give away a lot of my secrets. But, you know, this one I'll tell you because I think it's ingenious. Um, it was a uh, gordita, but it was instead of just plain masa, I mm-hmm. put uh, red enchilada sauce in it. Nice. So it was a red uh, masa gordita oh. shell. And then I did duck mole. Nice. And just stuffed it with that. And then did like, you know, a little uh, the queso fresco and just the standard stuff. Sounds really good. Beautiful. I, and then I did like that Mexican, instead of just straight lettuce, I did like that Mexican slaw where it's like vinegary oil with yeah. pepper on it. Oh. oh. Man. I blew titties flying <laughs> off of people. <laughs> People's heads exploding. People having <laughs> orgasms in the tent. <laughs> Killing it that day. <laughs> if you want that for your next romantic date, just yeah. titties flying, flying off. <laughs> there you go. Wet chairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Borderland butcher. Brains all over from the heads exploding <laughs> and titties flying in the air. Yep. Woo. <laughs> so we'll link to Drew on our page and our Instagram so you can find him. Make that happen. Oh, get funny. some bacon. Get some. Uh, all the things. Yeah. Everything. Get everything. Get that I gordita. Do literally anything. Okay. All right. So- Thank you for coming on to the Inside. Thank you so much for doing this. He was so like, so what is it about? What is it about? I'm like, I can't tell you. It's about drinking. He's just <laughs> well, like, kind of was. We well, were yeah. Drinking while we it's were about you. It. Well, I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> but it's probably best you didn't tell me because then I would have been thinking too much about it in your head. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why we don't tell you. We just surprise you. Fair enough. We blow your titties off. Yeah, you did. <laughs> And hopefully I blew your guys' off a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want that duck mole go to eat that now. Oh well, yeah, that's good. Enough. You dude. can do it at home, you know. If you're keen to making masa and yeah. you know, making mole. I mean, <laughs> ugh, so easy. But nobody you know, nobody, nobody does it. Except yeah. the white boy. All of a sudden <laughs> yeah. the white boy thought of it. And, yeah, like I said, those judges came out and they were like, The fucking white boy won? What the fuck? <laughs> it didn't have a name? No, like the all, name of the chef, it nothing. It was all blind tasting, oh. just to make it fair, you know? Yeah. Like, we had three dishes, enchilada, uh, gordita, uh, taco, and then an open plate. And we just, four of us, we just put up our tacos. They take them back. They taste them. Yeah. They do the same with each course. And, okay. Uh, I took two out of the four categories. Wow. wow. Good for you. Thank you. The white man that can cook Mexican food. Yes. Better than anyone in El Paso. (laughs) Two years. (laughs) Two years in a row. Wow. And then I left. And they still invite me to the competition. But I don't go. Oof. It's like in your face. Well, because I don't want to break another, you know, abuela's (laughs) heart. (laughs) Put her heart and soul into her business. And some white boy comes and destroys her dreams. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thank you very much for listening. This has been a lot of fun. It's I'm telling great. you, he yeah. doesn't talk, but when he does... It's great. It's yeah. been a pleasure. It's great. For, thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. So, anything else? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram. We're inside the Jigger Studio. Please write a review. It'll help us get more listeners. 
Um, if you know someone you'd like to hear on the podcast, refer them to us. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, if you're a home brewer, yeah. come on down. Let we us just know. like to drink. Yeah. Drink Pretty and much. talk. Drink and talk. All righty. Thank you. Love you. Mean it. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.